This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. What up? It's a Friday on the early morning show. You know the number, 412-928-9370. Hit me up on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. The early morning show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. Yesterday, the state of the Steelers, Art Rooney the second talking to assembled Pittsburgh football media. Jeff Hathorne probably got the first invite. I'd imagine that because the Steelers are the classy organization that they are in old school, that there are handwritten invitations that go out. And I guarantee well to you, the first invitation that's received, the first one mailed out to Jeff Hathorne of 93.7 The Fan because he is the mother bleeping man. Art Rooney the second. How'd you feel about the Steelers' 2022 season? You want to see a team improve over the course of the season, start to finish. No matter what your your record is, uh, you know that's what you're shooting for is to get better as the season goes on. And, and I thought we did that. Uh, obviously, you know you'd rather not dig too deep a hole in the beginning of the season, which which unfortunately we did. Hilarious. But uh, you know the fact that we were. Breaking in new quarterbacks, two of them, in fact, uh, you know, was it was something that you know I think was a factor in, in at least some of the difficulties we had in the first half of the season. Uh, uh, but you know, we, we had we, we weren't playing that well on, on the defensive side in the first half of the season either. We were giving up big plays early in games, you know, it doesn't help. So uh, you know, I, I, I don't discount completely the first half of the season. You can't ignore it. But I think again, the key is to you know see that improvement over the course of the whole season is 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 encouraging. Like I said, it is encouraging. They did get better, and they beat mediocre and bad teams over the course of the last nine games. But you also lost to some not great teams early, like the New York Jets with Zach Wilson at quarterback, and you lost to the New England Patriots in a game that you should have won, and you lost to the Cleveland Browns. You signed Mitch Trubisky. Because you thought he could be a guy that helps you win football games early on at the very least. And so while I understand Art Rooney II's perspective, I also think you need to hold the organization, the team, to a higher standard. It shouldn't only be about getting better in the second half of the season. That's what the Detroit Lions did. That's what they're celebrating. 
Dan Campbell, great turnaround, worked hard, everybody loves him, awesome. That's the friggin' Lions. The Steelers getting better in the second half of the year is worth something, certainly. It makes me feel better about Kenny Pickett. It makes me feel better about the offensive line. It made me feel better about Najee Harris. I go into next year feeling better. And that's what he's getting at. But they still didn't make the playoffs, and the playoffs were right there to be made. All you got to do is win one of those games that I mentioned, and you're in. The troubling thing from Art Rooney II there is that he put the onus on the defense. He had an opportunity to say, and this is how I would have spun it if I were the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, that you were without T.J. Watt. You lost him in the first game, no T.J. Watt. So, yeah, the defense wasn't going to be as good. You got him back and the defense was good. But he didn't use that. And it wasn't an excuse, I don't think. It was a reason. He could have used that. He didn't. I came away after hearing the 30 minutes that Art Rooney II spoke yesterday saying to myself, I think the Steelers are going to attempt to augment their defense this offseason, not the offense. Now, I'm sure they will add some pieces, and he wasn't speaking glowingly of the offensive line. I think if one of those three top offensive linemen aren't there, though, in the first round of the draft, I think you're going to see the Steelers pick a defensive player. I wouldn't do that. I would lean into improving the offense, surrounding Kenny Pickett with talent, making the offense un-Canada F-uppable. That's what I would do. But I got the sense that that's not what they will do. Matt Canada coming back, Art Rooney II, of course, addressed it. With a rookie quarterback, uh, they seem to work well to, together. You know, they, they build a, a good working relationship. And so, you know, to kind of sort of start over again with a new offensive coordinator, you know, could wind up back in the same situation again where, you know, you, the first half of the season you're, you're breaking in a new coordinator. So, you know, we, we just felt like there's enough there to build on that, you know, we wanted to continue to keep that group together enough there to build on meaning 20 points per game in the final nine games in this the Steelers went seven and two but 20 points per game would have put the Steelers still behind league average which was 22 points per game the improvement only got them so far they won games in the second half because of the defense and yes Kenny Pickett's magic at the end of games but what that showed me was that Kenny Pickett probably should have been allowed to cook earlier on in games. See what you have in Kenny Pickett. See if you can win a game without having to scratch it out by the skin of your teeth. And they didn't do that. That's why I'm down on Matt Canada. 18 points per game in the season, 20 in the second half. When everyone wants to talk about this crazy improvement, and the best the offense looked was at the end of the game when they allowed Kenny Pickett to do what we now know Kenny Pickett can do. And it was the same thing the year before with Ben Roethlisberger. And I think that's the mark of a bad offensive coordinator where you knew things could work when Ben would take command and when you would go no huddle or muddle huddle and you would go to the line quickly and you'd evaluate things and Roethlisberger would call the plays. You'd get him in a rhythm. And we didn't see that be the principal focus of the offense. We didn't see the Steelers pare it down to what actually worked, which was Ben cooking at the end of these games. Do it earlier. And he didn't. When you got something that works, stick with it. That, to me, is the mark of a good offensive coordinator. And that's not what we've seen from Matt Canada the last two years. You already know this. I wouldn't have brought him back. I don't agree with either 
Well, you don't want to start Kenny Pickett over. Well, what happens if they only take a minuscule jump this year like they did in the second half last year? What happens if there is no jump? Now you fire Matt Canada or you let his contract lapse after two seasons. So then Kenny Pickett is what, starting over? In year three? That's better than starting over in year two? I just don't agree with it. What is Art Rooney looking for from the offense? I'd like to to have an effective passing game too. I mean, I think the best teams can can do both. And and so, uh, you know, being a team that's tough to defend means you can do a lot of things right. And so uh, that's, I think, what we're looking for is to be balanced. Uh, uh, and so, you know, we I think we need to improve on the passing game for sure. You know, we need to see more yards after catch from our receivers. Obviously, we need to be better in the red zone. So definitely some places we need to improve on to, you know, score more points is the bottom line. I mean, he said all the right things there. Balance to me isn't 50-50 run pass. Balance to me is when you have to throw, can you throw? Can you dictate terms to the defense? When it's a running situation and everyone knows it's a running situation, can you run the ball? That's what balance means to me. And yes, the Steelers do need more run after catch. There were not enough big plays. And yes, the Steelers stunk in the red zone this year. I think a lot of that had to do with player usage in the red zone. George Pickens needs to be targeted more down there. Pat Fryermuth needs to be targeted more down there. Those are your big-bodied guys that can go up and get the football for you. We didn't see enough at either of them in that circumstance. But as far as run after catch, Deontay Johnson's the guy that comes top of mind. I think you need to do a better job of scheming these guys into a position where there can be run after catch. And nobody in the league, save for Andy Reid, is Kyle Shanahan. But watch the 49ers. How often guys are open, how often there is run after catch. That can be a scheme thing. Deontay Johnson can do those things. Get him in the open field. And they just don't simply do enough of that. Your thoughts on Art Rooney II's comments yesterday to assembled Pittsburgh media. 412-928-9370. You can hit me up on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Chase Claypool, he was traded. Whose idea was that? How did it all come to be? It was a tough decision. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, we, we obviously drafted Chase high and had high hopes for him, but, you know, we were at a point where Wayne... You know, all of the positives and negatives of it, uh, it seemed to make sense, so we, we pulled the trigger on it. Now, I've heard that this is something that would not have happened with Kevin Colbert, and I didn't like the idea at the time because I don't like the idea of subtracting weapons from Kenny Pickett, and that's what they did. Now, it all worked out, and I always say, as information changes, so too should opinion. I was dead-ass right about Minka Fitzpatrick when a lot of people weren't, When guys like Gene Collier and my man Andrew Filipponi said it was a bad decision, I went the opposite way. I knew the Steelers would have a good season that year, relatively speaking, right? They wound up 8-5, and and 8-8, no Ben Roethlisberger. So I knew it wasn't going to be a top 5, top 10 pick they'd give up, and it wound up that I was right. I'm dead wrong on this Chase Claypool thing. Dead wrong. They get a basically first-round pick for that guy, the 32nd pick in the draft. And I don't think it's something that would have been done under Kevin Colbert. I do think there are going to be changes. I do think 
that we're going to see this organization operate somewhat differently. You're always at a point where, look, we, we can't pass up a good player. If, you know, if he's there at our spot in the draft, you, you know, so you, you have to be realistic about it. But we're, we're kind of still in that evaluation phase of the offseason and really you know, deciding what we need and what's available. So more, more work to be done, I'd say, on that front. Bart, you were very active last year in free agency. Um, I don't know if it's a little early or not, but do you expect to be less active and focus more on your guys or to see how it plays out? Again, we, we've got to look at what opportunities there are for us. Uh, we don't even know the cap number as we sit here today, so it's a little hard to plan on that. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do the best we can to try to plug holes where we think we have them. I got a sense just hearing all of his comments in their entirety that they're going to try to augment the defense and that the offensive strategy in terms of improvement is we just want to see our young guys get better. They are counting on Kenny Pickett taking a step forward, Najee Harris being the guy he was in the second half, George Pickens taking that year two step. Mike Tomlin always talks about that year one to year two, the growth. Pat Fryermuth in year three taking a step. They believe, at least this is my sense, that on offense, it's not about adding. It's about just getting better. I think you got to do both. I think all those guys need to get better. They need to keep growing. But I don't think it would hurt to get a friggin' left tackle. I don't think it would hurt to get another wide receiver to beef up that room. Your thoughts on what Art Rooney II had to say yesterday. 412-928-9370. Football Friday, baby. Conference championship games on Sunday. We'll get into that as well. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Silverados and Colorados are back in stock with a great selection. Stop in and online at sunchevy.com. Cloudy today, low 30s. Going over some of the highlights, if you will, of Art Rooney II's State of the Steelers. Anthony in Oakland wants to chime in. What's up, buddy? Yeah, it's good to hear a little Curtis Mayfield this early in the morning. <laughs> Waking you up, Anthony. You're yeah. always awake. Do you ever even sleep, pal? Yeah, but I go to bed early. My man. Uh, when you're in uh, semi-retirement, you can do those things. Hey, you know what? I don't want everyone to miss something that was Mr. Rooney said about uh, when brought up the question about Flores and how he was a senior uh, advisor. He didn't rule that out for the offense. Mm-hmm. If, if people, you know, I heard a lot the evening show, and they didn't seem to talk about that much because I know I was surprised Pony didn't since he was on the Canada uh, outster wagon. That he, Mr. Rooney said they did not rule out having a senior offensive advisor. You're right. And, in fact, let's listen to that right now. I wouldn't take anything off the table. Uh, you know, we're at that time of year where you know Mike's evaluating coaches. We have coaches that are interviewing other places, so the, the coaching staff, uh, you know, there there could still be changes to it. Uh, and uh, but that's, you know, I, I don't really want to speculate on kind of where we might go. That what you're talking about, Anthony? Yeah, yeah. But there, before that, though, there was talk about floors and how you make the you know how he was the senior advisor. Mm-hmm. He didn't rule it out for offense. He said there still could be changes. So there may be, which I think would be the best of both. I think they need a, a passing coordinator uh, because 
you know, he he mentioned those things too, the red zone and not enough chunk plays. There's things, especially once the running game picked up. I mean, to not have play action and slams was just inexcusable. I'm totally with you, and thank you for the call, Anthony. Be well, man. Get some rest from time to time. Goodness gracious. The name that's obviously going to be top of mind for Steelers fans as an offensive assistant, if he can't latch on and find a job elsewhere, as maybe an offensive coordinator, is Byron Leftwich. And when I think of Byron Leftwich, when I think of Bruce Arians and that system, I think of chunk plays. I think of deep drops. I think of play action. I think of picking up a whole bunch of yards at one time. And yeah, maybe your quarterback gets killed from time to time because you got to hold up in pass protection. But I do think of chunk plays. What I also think of is your guys got to win matchups. And guys like Greg Cosell and other film or breaker downer people have said that there was a lack of ingenuity, creativity in the past concepts of a Bruce Arians. Doesn't mean it didn't work. Lack of those things with Byron Leftwich. If you're looking for a passing game coordinator, because they do seem to believe, and I think for good reason, in Pat Meyer as the run game guy, well, I don't know if Byron Leftwich would be the guy that you want. But I wouldn't rule out anybody. Art Rooney II didn't rule out anybody. Because if you think about it, they could be rolling over the same staff year over year apart from potentially losing Brian Flores, and then you lost Blaine Stewart, who went down south to West Virginia. Not a big loss in Blaine Stewart. I think he's a great guy. I think he's going to do a good job there, but okay. Brian Flores, to me, is a big loss. But then you're keeping everybody else on an offense that scored 18 points per game, scored 20 in the second half. I would love to bring somebody else in. And I like that he didn't rule it out. I don't know that that necessarily means it's going to happen, but why would you rule anything out? I think we have a lot of good young players on offense. So, um, you know, we, we may have a lot of the pieces around him that we need. Now, you know, you, you can always use another piece and, and, you know, we'll be looking for the you know other pieces. But, uh, you know, I, I think we have a pretty good young group there. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll have an opportunity in this draft that, you know, got some high draft picks we can utilize. And, uh, uh, but, you know, in general, I, I like, you know, I like what we're bringing back next year on offense. Again, it seems like the thought process from within the building is, okay, we got better in the second half on offense. And so we expect more growth now in year number three of Mad Canada, year number two of Kenny Pickett. And that's how our offense is going to get better, just by the internal growth. And I do think that there are some reasons for optimism there. But I also think you need to do more to augment. I had somebody tweet me, at underscore Adam Crowley, and say, do you think, in regards to drafting receiver, that they may not prioritize it because they still have high hopes for Calvin Austin? Yeah, I guarantee you that's how they think. But why would you not add more? I mean, Calvin Austin didn't play this year. You don't know what you're getting in that guy. He's going to be a slot receiver, a quote-unquote weapon. Is he going to be better than what Sims gave you in the latter stages of the year? They believe in Anthony Miller. It's why they continue to bring him back, even though he was hurt all the last year and wasn't able to play. 
they think he can be productive because he has had some success in the NFL. That ain't it for me. If there is a dynamic receiver in the top three offensive tackles are off the board at 17, I think that's something that you attack. I did not get the impression yesterday that that's the way Art Rooney the second season. Have things changed now with Kevin Colbert walking away? You know, look, I think we're, we're seeing changes already in the way Omar and Andy are preparing for the draft. Um, and uh, so, uh, you know, I, I think th- those guys have their own ways of, of doing things that are a little different from Kevin. Uh, you know, everybody's a little different. And uh, certainly we'll, we'll see some, uh, some changes in, in the approach to the draft. Just some of the things they're doing already this time of year are different. Uh, Having said that, you know, Kevin had a pretty successful run. So, you know, there are are a lot of different ways to get it done right. And, uh, you know, I I like the way Omar is going about it so far. Can you give us an example or two of some of the things that are different? I'll let Omar talk about that when when it's his turn. (laughs) I don't want to steal his thunder. So we didn't get much there at the end. But what I took from that was... Omar and Andy, Omar and Andy, Mike Tomlin not mentioned in that draft process. Not to say he's not involved. He absolutely is. He was at all those workouts last year, was seeing all the quarterbacks, was eating food with all these players. Mike Tomlin always going to be intimately involved. And we had Ray Fittipaldo the other day tell us that Andy Weidel brought in to run the draft board. Omar oversees everything. Andy Weidel, a guy who's going to take charge for the draft. What do we know about that? Well, Philadelphia, a lot of people tend to give Andy Weidel credit because Howie Roseman, they believe more in the Omar Khan role than Andy Weidel was their big draft guy there. It's hard to pin it down exactly what any of these guys do. You just heard Art there. He doesn't want to give information. Nobody around the league wants to give information. I mean, that should be encouraging. I would like him to have final say. I hope Mike Tomlin doesn't. But when Andy Weidel was being interviewed, Mike Tomlin was at the table doing the interview, part of the process. So I think that tells you a lot as well. 412-928-9370. Anything sticks out to you from Art Rooney II's State of the Steelers? I'll hear from you coming up next. And never date crazy. We'll get to that as well. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. So I saw this story on the New York Post, which they tweet out a whole bunch of weird crap all the time, and Zeiss quote tweets it and then throws a gif up, gif, whatever, and I find myself laughing more at Paul than the stories themselves. This one caught my attention, though. Woman catches her boyfriend cheating, dumps him, she's living in the place, Big sneakerhead, this guy. And so she goes online and she sells or attempts to sell 30 to 40 pairs of this guy's sneakers. I love it. I'm all about revenge. I really am. Someone cheats on you. Someone does you wrong in life. My dad always used to say the best revenge is living well. And yeah, there's something to that. You go do you. You be happy. But there is also something about... mm, getting one over on somebody. That's a pretty good move by her. I know my cousin, this is bad. This is some Uniontown stuff right here. Fayette, Nam. 
My cousin once got cheated on, keyed the hell out of her boyfriend's car. Just keyed the hell out of it. It's like that, oh, who's the singer? Who's the one that does the NBC football song? She's married to the hockey player, Fisher, Carrie Underwood. She does that song about cheating. Beating the crap out of a car with a baseball bat, Louisville slugger to both headlights, key in the car. That's exactly what happened. And you know what? Property damage, yeah, maybe not all that great. Maybe that's a little too far. Selling the shoes, though, they're in her place. Guy couldn't keep it all in his pants. Sell the thing he loves. Sell the shoes. I love it. Good for her. Maybe pick a better guy next time. Maybe focus on getting better, making good decisions. I mean, I don't want to say it's her fault she got cheated on, but next time, pick a better guy. And then maybe you don't have to go through this. But some extra money on the backside? Not all that bad. Up next, Fan Morning Show pre-show the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.